Welcome to The Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the success code, which is a personal, self-expressive journey. Enjoy. everyone, Adam here, the host of Cool Places with Cool People. I got my boy on here, Roy Reed. We've been boys for three years now. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He does it all. He does the books. He does the talking to people. He hops on stages. He helps my mindset. He helps NBA players' mindsets. He's just next level people. So welcome, Roy, to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for having me. Thank you, Adam. I'm surprised you remember it was three years. I feel like I've known you ten years well, we One talk- day hanging with you feels like a month, <laughs> all that energy, dude. Like, dude, well, our mental energy, we talk about so much deep stuff. It's it's interesting Man. every time. Well, we could do a podcast every day, to be honest. Facts. So I had Roy on here today because, you know what? Roy's just one of my most interesting friends I've ever, ever known. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know. So Roy just got done posting, or creating and selling and putting on Amazon his latest book. Roy, why don't you tell us about that latest book you put out there? So first, just a little bit about me. Four-time best-selling author, speaker, unbounded performance coach. Kind of got into the game. Always wanted to speak and coach people. And through grace, started coaching NBA athletes, college athletes. But um, my latest book was called The Little Book of Mental Health. Just in today's time, I just felt like... It was something that really needed to be spoke about. And I feel like, in my opinion, mental health is an easy fix if people just learned what they needed to do, what they needed to work on, and chase their goals. And at the same time, people don't like reading big books with big words. So I made a little 80-page book with easy words to understand that anybody can understand that became a bestseller in one day. And I just basically just guarantee that if you're depressed have anxiety or addiction if you do what i say in the book it will lift you out of that yeah i think uh you know like there's probably like six books on my mantle that i've tried to break open and read Mm -hmm. and they're so long one's um warren buffett's book every time i try to start it i never even come close to finishing it um there's a few other ones that I just like every time I crack it open it's like I get 80 to 100 page in and I'm just like burnt out on that book well you know just it's hard to focus more nowadays um you know I read a book a week Mm -hmm. whether it's big small whatever it is I'll read multiple if it's less than that but I'm able to focus and sit down and read a book someone like you you're more of a worker Mm -hmm. and you kind of have all that information already in you Mm -hmm. when you're reading you're just kind of like oh yeah knew that oh yeah yeah, knew that where me i'm trying to pick things and then implement it into my speaking my life or whatever i'm trying to do to help others but yeah man if you can't explain something to a kid in a few minutes in a small book then you don't really know it yeah you know what i mean yeah, I think it's, like, overcomplicating. I think so many people think that it's going to be like this, like, to get a break the breakthrough in life. Like, it's just going to be some, like, major process. Like, yeah. you know, someone called me the other day and was like, yo, I'm going through what I think you went through maybe a year ago in business. And then they're like, what did it take to get out of it? And I was like, work. <laughs> like, it was just work every day and then just, like, 
grind through it Mm -hmm. and then you know maybe little thing here and there to like Mm -hmm. feel better but it wasn't like some like i woke up one day and it was some mastery thing where i totally changed my life and i'm totally doing everything (laughs) different it was just like okay a little tweak here a little tweak there Mm -hmm. i think the one biggest thing and i think i got it from you too it's just like where your mind takes you like if you're if you tell yourself it's no big deal it's no big deal if you tell yourself it's a big deal it's gonna be a big deal if you focus on an item Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're gonna see those items Mm -hmm. and your mind is just so strong and that's definitely one thing that we always talk about for me yeah. and you. It's just like focus on your goals. You'll hit your goals. Like your mind will make you hit it. Yeah, make you, you know? hit it. You know, um, I always say uh, complexity is just simplicity multiplied. Mm-hmm. And one thing my dad helped me out as a kid, and a lot of people, a lot of other parents thought my dad was an asshole because when I would try to do something like tie my shoe, I go, Dad, how do I tie my shoe? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Uh, when a waitress would come and I would it would be time for me to order my food. He didn't order it for me. Speak up. Mm-hmm. Order your food. And so I can go into a, cert- a situation where I'm uncertain and feel certain that I could figure it out just because my dad built that in me. But anybody could build that in themselves, too. It's really always a simple answer. Like mm-hmm. like you said, work more. Like um, When I started working out really hard and lifting heavier, my boy Javon, I would ask him, like, what do you focus on when you do this exercise? He'll be like, picking it up. Yeah. Like, all right, but what do I by lifting it? <laughs> yeah. And it's really that simple. And when you get into it and you're actually present with whatever it is you're doing is when you'll learn those certain little nuances and then you'll go, oh, I need to do this a little better or that a little better. But you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't be you can't read 100 books, listen to 100 videos. At the end of the day, you're going to have to face it. Like Gary Vee says, the quotes are easy, but the work is hard. Yeah, that's what I was just going to bring up. Like, everyone who follows me knows that I'm into Gary. I'm into Grant, mm-hmm. you know, heavy into Gary. Like, I've noticed, like, when I'm mentally falling off or businessly falling off, like, mm-hmm. I got to hop on the Gary V five-minute video or I'll start watching his vlog videos and be like, dude, that's mm-hmm. something I, like, picked up. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you searching after mm-hmm. or reading after, looking after, kind of when we all go through the dips and dives. Like, exactly. when you're searching, who do you search after? Your top five, like you taught me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The top five. So who is in your top five? My top five is you, mm-hmm. Gary V, my dad, my mom, uh, my boy uh, Justin, mm-hmm. and then lastly is my boy Cameron. Um, Cameron's my friend who had uh, stage four kidney failure. Mm-hmm. And he's always been a real thinker and smart dude, but I've noticed lately his mindset's been on another level because the uncertainty of just living's mm-hmm. not there. Yeah. And it's really helped me work harder because tomorrow's not promised. Mm-hmm. And when you're really aware that you could die tomorrow, you just work so much hard. You're just so much motivated. Yeah. Like we think we're gonna live forever, especially when we're younger. And also the the death of Nipsey Hussle is like, man, I was just so grateful that he left so much content, mm-hmm. so much music that we could still listen to it, we could still buy, it, we can still go and pull on his energy through his work. And so that's what I want to do. I'm work hard every day so I have enough books. Yeah, I'm gonna write a book every ninety days for the next twenty five years. Mm-hmm. That's one of my goals. So just yeah, putting so, out content. So a few years ago I came up with the top five and that was for my real estate team. And a lot of people I don't really talk about the top five that much, but 
the top five is what are the five people you reach out to every day and it could be famous people it could be jesus it could be anything but you have to take every day somewhere in that day five people to consume their content because you are who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and in this day and age you can surround yourself with anyone so i told told my team pick five people don't matter who those five people are don't matter if you talk to them on the phone text them watch their youtube video read a book you have to consume five something from those and it could be a minute it doesn't need to be you know i think a lot of people um get into that zone where they're like want to change their life or whatever it's like you know like your you know your fitness and health it's like i'm gonna start eating healthy like all the time and i'm gonna work out all the time and then it lasts a month yeah you know but it's like if you just take smarter choices Mm -hmm. eating every day and if you just work out every single day Mm -hmm. that's gonna outlast someone that's like hardcore for 30 30 weeks weeks and and then then crash yeah you know what i mean and that's kind of like for me in business like what i notice a lot of people is i'm gonna crush it i'm gonna crush it they go to some event or they go somewhere i'm gonna crush it Mm -hmm. they're in the office every day from 8 a.m to 8 at night for two weeks Mm -hmm. and then you don't see them anymore yeah you know what i mean and that's what i try to teach people is like you don't need to be it's the mindset of being in business every day it's not being in the office every single day yeah um one thing I noticed, like uh, like a lot of, you know, I speak around the world, businesses, people ask me, well, what do you speak about? And basically, I just get whatever business or whatever sports team athlete that is to do what they actually know they should be doing and perform at their potential, mm-hmm. right? Making their actual common sense, their common practice. And one thing I found is, you know, we get guilty when we don't do what we know we should be doing. But the thing is... You're not going to do it unless you create that brain pattern. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be excited in the moment. I'm going to do this in a moment. But until your brain actually brings electricity and creates a pattern, then you're not going to be doing it every single day. And that's all I really do is just teach people how to trick themselves and create the brain pattern so they're taking that action mm-hmm. all the time. And it's consistent. You know, and people are always telling me, like, oh, I'm going to catch you. I don't know. You know, I'm going to catch you. I'm like, what makes you think you're going to catch me in six months and I've been doing this since I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna keep doing it till I die. Like this is something I'm gonna always do. So what makes you really think you're gonna catch me? Yeah, and I think like it's interesting. Like you know, like I'll, I'll <laughs> if 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 you uh, after you listen to this podcast or right now while you're listening to it or watching this, go follow Roy at Roy Reed on Instagram mm-hmm. because his stories are are very interesting because he always drops bombs on there that truly when you think about it are so right but no one wants to say it and then Roy loves posting everyone who talks crap about it and it's like but it's like when you say the things almost to this point now if you're saying something that you're so confident that makes sense and no one else believes it it almost makes me more sure of myself yeah you know like like i always laugh when i get done, you know asked to do a podcast or asked to go on stage i know they're having me there because i'm going to say something ridiculous yeah <laughs> right like it's almost my job now i feel is like if i get done and not someone goes oh my god i can't believe you said that then i didn't do like i wasn't i wasn't there for a reason yeah. you know what i mean that's crazy um my mentor tells me that you got to learn in your in your communicating to attract and repel. So you want to be so certain about what you're saying and just say what's on your mind so that you attract the people who are into what you're into and repel the jabronis who aren't into what mm-hmm. you're into. And when I spoke at Stanford, you know, they were like, before I went up, they were talking about like numbers and all of this stuff that I knew just really didn't make a difference and metrics. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to go up. When I went up there, I was like, yeah, all your numbers and your metrics and all this that you think is good, that's cool, but it's bullshit. Yeah. And I paused, 
and you just see all these medical doctors from Stanford, all these right. people just looking up like, they yeah. just say bullshit. Yeah. And then boom, I just got into why it was bullshit. And actually has something in the brain, it's called a pattern interrupt. And if you'll notice like guys like Tony Robbins will do it, uh, and I'll do this too, is if someone's super depressed and you're telling them like, uh, you're, so you're depressed, huh? And they tell you like, yeah, I'm depressed. And you're like, is it those ugly shoes you got on? And they'll laugh. That's a pattern interrupt. And then I'll just tell them like, hey, stop laughing. You're depressed, remember? Mm-hmm. And then they'll, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'll go back to being depression. Because depression really is an act. It's something you learned to get a result. You just got to figure out what results you're trying to get and put in a pattern interrupt and get towards the your your true identity, your true self. And so um, just being so confident that you could say what you want to say mm-hmm. and not caring what people think. I just yeah. wish people could feel the joy and not caring what other people thought about them. Yeah. It's it's so amazing. I and think freeing. that is literally like, you know, I've never done a drug in my life, but if I have to say there, if there is one, mm-hmm. that's the drug I'm always shooting for. <laughs> you know, when you have that true. confidence and it's built over time. Like I tell people all the time, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't wake up super confident one day. Yeah. I didn't wake up to the point where I can hop in front of mics like this and just freestyle. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking right before, like what are what we going to talk about? about? <laughs> I have no idea. How you, what, do you have an intro? No. But when you're confident, you could, you know, you could just go in there. You just like, go in and freestyle. I, I love my brother Casey, but yeah. he, we, he can't do nothing unless we're like, I need an outline. I need yeah. a system. Yeah. And that just comes from uncertainty but i'm just like i'm gonna get in there and i'm gonna kill it because i'm so certain in myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean but it's like i think it's just like anything else i think it goes back to like in anything in life like if you're a guy that works out every single day and you know you can go bench 225 yeah. you're gonna be like yeah i'll, bench, I'll go walk in the gym right now and bench 225 i know i can't bench 225 so i'm not gonna get under that bar exactly. you know same thing with these it took me a lot of confidence and a lot of practice and a lot of bad bad videos and a lot of bad bad things to do to be able to do this and i think that people just don't realize that it's it was the mental aspect of like okay you have to do it yeah you know i like i think the one thing i've learned that i try to do and we've talked about this like i don't make any decision based on emotions Mm -hmm. ever every decision i make is based on what is the result i want from it because emotions is when you make mistakes. mistakes Yeah. Emotion, when you make an emotional decision, that is when you make a mistake. If you ever go back in all your life, every time you're making if it's hate, love, fear, it's every emotion. time if you go, I don't feel like something and that you're stopping you, then, you know, that is a poor, you're going to make a bad decision, you yeah. know. You know, someone told me, I said something about parenting and they got all upset and was like, but you don't feel that. You don't know what it's like, the emotions and if you think you are your emotions, then we can create you with a shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can shoot you up with some dopamine, some oxytocin, and be like, that's all you are is just a house of chemicals, right? Um, at the end of the day, you have to live by principles. And those principles can be created by yourself. But emotions is just something you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And if you can look at it as just something you're experiencing, then they won't actually control you. And like you said, you have to, with intention, know the outcome go after that outcome and if you feel a certain way be like oh well like when i i was telling you know when i did my first ted talk i was sick Mm -hmm. i was about to throw up i was scared i knew i couldn't mess up and then i was like was the emotions were there was i just gonna be like no i can't do this and i go out there yeah and then after the talk people were like man you were so confident you're such a well-polished speaker and that clicked in my head like oh emotions don't matter because I was about to throw up and pass out, and they had no clue. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, 
the action is you want to take. Like I tell my athletes, you just want to take action. And then your brain will get confident after it sees proof that you took that action. But it takes courage to take the action. And the difference between courage and confidence is courage doesn't feel good and confidence does. But yeah. the action's the same. Yeah. And what's funny is like, uh, you know, like, there's things in real estate I hate doing, right? Yeah. I hate, we've had, we've talked Cold about this call. a lot. I hate yeah. bugging people. <laughs> I hate it. I hate calling random people. I hate, you know, hey, my name's so, like, mm-hmm. uh, but if you say hi to me or you give me, like, a, just an, an inch, I'll go in and I'll fucking kill, sh- it. Yeah. kill it with you, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we used to go back to sports and I used to be in baseball and be an umpire, there was times where I was struggling behind, you know, I was struggling behind home plate. The, yeah. the ball looked like this small uh-huh. and then sometimes it looked like it was this big. Yeah. And, but in that world, you didn't have a choice. Like you, it didn't matter if you didn't. That if you worked. were happy, you were sick, you didn't feel good, you didn't want to go out there. Unless it, it was pouring down rain, that game was going, and you were gonna to go to work. And yeah. then I always forget, I was still alive. I still got through it. Yeah. Even the whole time, like you're saying right now, like I was sick, I was nervous, I was doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? For me, it was like, it was like you look back at it and you're like, dude, it's like. They had no idea that I felt like I was terrible tonight. Yeah. They had no idea. Yeah. Because it was that confidence and you had to, like, push mm-hmm. through it. Um, I took a test. It's called a conative test. I'm going to stop for a second. Brent, okay. you need light? Okay. You want to grab the light out of there? There's nothing powered to it. Oh, those aren't powered? Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, we can keep talking. We don't even have to edit this out. I don't care. <laughs> what does um, it matter? Hey, see, this is literally a pop the trunk production. Like we really yeah, we just got in. Like here's my thing: is like anyone who's gonna talk trash, mm-hmm. right? Come do it. Come put this all together. Uh-huh. That's how I always tell <laughs> you. You want to talk trash? Come do, do it. it. And yeah. and that's why we're so confident because we don't give a damn what no, nobody thinks. Like at the end of the day, we're just working and we're just real and we're yeah. just congruent. You, you want my video? I mean? You want my light too? Awesome. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Let me know so, if we need more light. Um, and just we're going to move into that right now. Perfection is what's keeping people from doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to look perfect, look a certain way. They care what people say about them. Nothing's perfect. Mm-hmm. You just got to work. You know what I'm saying? My first book had nine misspellings. <laughs> nine. And here's a story. When I spoke at Stanford, and at the end I said, uh, text unnoticed to here to get my books for free. Yeah. I spelled unnoticed wrong at Stanford <laughs> on my slide, on video. Everybody at Stanford's gonna see the talk through their emails. And I had to I sent it to my inner circle group. I have an inner circle group called the Winner Circle. And they're always like, but I gotta do this and I, it's yeah. gotta be perfect. Yeah. Bro, I just misspelled a word at Stanford. Yeah. And most people didn't notice and the people who noticed were just like, hey you gotta spell that name wrong. I was like, oh okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, that's why I like going and doing these talks and I like going and talking in schools and stuff. Like, I literally have a seventh grade reading level. Like, I have the worst misspelling. I misspell everything. I think I do too, bro. And so then when, so when people like rip me because I maybe like write a long paragraph and there's misspellings in it, I'm like, okay. I'm like, <laughs> and? and your point, like, I'm not, I'm not concerned by that because it's like, if you're, because the best part about it is, is that when I go, I don't, I, I think it's almost like a blessing in disguise because yeah. now when if I see someone else screw up in that aspect, I'm like, ooh, whatever. And, whatever. and yeah. it doesn't matter because I'm not because things pass by so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, like Brant, my video guy's sitting here and he's like he's a, a perfectionist when it comes to editing in our podcasts and these and like I don't care, man, just like Get pump it, it out. Let's pump yeah. it out. Let's pump it out. <laughs> because volume is gonna outweigh perfection. All the time. Volume is always gonna outweigh content, perfection. Content, content. In, in, in in anything. Right, I'd rather go on 
20 listing appointments and screw up 10 of them and maybe do 10 right i'll do more than if you practice go to one meeting you know i'll go meet everyone Mm -hmm. i'll do tons of these podcasts even if we've got some ghetto light going right now and the the wire is popping before and you know there's some editing problems that we're still working with and you know we're trying to get this thing better and but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like wait we're not doing another podcast until we get everything fixed it's like no we'll just do it you know and this just roll with the punches. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what it looks like or all of that. It's about the content. It's about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love it when people are perfectionists and they judge me. Because I'm competitive and I want to beat them. Mm-hmm. I want to prove them wrong. And I know how the mind works. The reason why people can't get stuff done and they have that perfectionism is because they judge people. So they're afraid to be judged. Exactly. We don't judge people. So we're not afraid to be judged. Like, like the Bible says, if, if you judge, you're going to get judged. It's like when you're a kid, you call another kid, bro, you're ugly, you're stupid. What is that kid going to say? You're uglier, you're stupider, and yeah. your feet stink. Yeah. You know, but if you sow into people like, yo, good job, still way to do it. You know what? I probably would have just looked at this, but next time you get it, mm-hmm. by not judging, you're, you're, you're not going to judge yourself. You know what's funny is I really only have one pet peeve, and I only judge one, one type of person, to uh-huh. be honest. It's Lazy. people who complain. Oh, yeah. Right? If people who complain, we, we know, God, me and Roy know everything about that. People who complain and then take no action from their complaints. That is, like, my biggest thing. And, like, if you're if you're not happy where you're at in life, just take action. Just yeah. just go do it. But you continuing to talk to people, uh-huh. right? And the only people that want to listen are the same people who are not doing it either, that are uh-huh. doing the same thing to you. But they got a trophy for cooperation. That's exactly. why they're like That's that. That's what it is. They get eighth place. <laughs> I got one of those. You know what my dad did? Give me that shit. Yeah, he broke it. He, he broke it. <laughs> get that shit out of here, dude. You want a trophy, go work for it. Well, and I think that's the big problem with school, man. Like, I mean, yeah. I went to college just to get insurance for a few years. But the problem is, <laughs> is most people go to college and stay in school because you can have out of a class of 30, you can have 30 A students. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm an A student. Awesome. Cool. But in the real world, there's one spot. So, <laughs> you great, you're an A student. Awesome. Well, there was someone that was even better than you. There's 30 students, but there's one spot. I'm still in it. By the way, I'm going to start using that on my podcast. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, it comes down to this. What are you capable of? Mm-hmm. What are your capabilities? The problem with the, with the world is, is we're judging people on their certifications rather than their capabilities. Mm-hmm. I know so many doctors that are terrible at what they do, but they have that certification. Mm-hmm. And people don't really know the background. Duke of Power got sued, and when they got sued, it went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you guys are giving jobs to people with less certifications. And so the whole world looked at that and said, well, we don't want to get sued. So they started hiring people on certifications ex- rather than capabilities. I don't have a trainer's certification, but I know more than every trainer mm-hmm. out there besides my dad and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. So w- what you really know and what you're capable of, capable of has nothing to do with... I could take away all of your licenses right now. You're still going to be able to go do more deals than 99% yeah. of the people out there. Or even like when people bring up like business, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't go to college for business, yeah. you know? I didn't go to – I literally took arts and crafts. I don't even know. Yeah. Underwater basket weaving or something yeah. like that, RCC. But like 
but I'm in the game. I know I can feel what the economy is doing because I'm in the market every day and I can feel, okay, like these houses should be selling. Why is this not selling? Yeah. Why are there not as many people out? Yeah. And you can feel the wave. I can feel it. I don't yeah. like when people want to go, well, numbers, the numbers look like the economy is good or this is good right now. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm feeling something different. different. Yeah. And, you know, and you can look at charts, but when you're in it every day, it's like I knew a buddy. One time he was going to college to be an entrepreneur. Like mm-hmm. he wanted to run a business. And then he was like, my professors never run a business. So why yeah. am I taking this class? He doesn't know <laughs> what it feels like to run a business. He doesn't know what it feels like to be living when you don't have that guaranteed paycheck coming in. Yeah. You know, And so it's like we look to the people in this world to run businesses that have never done it before. Yeah. You know, it's like I think that's another thing I hate. I'm so tired of seeing people online who have never done it yeah, sell ninety nine dollar yeah. coaching programs now, and then you look at you know in real in the real estate, and then you look up their numbers, and it's like, do they Dude, haven't done business in no ten business years, ideas. and they haven't even done that much business, but mm-hmm. they're great in front of a camera, and they're great mm-hmm. at marketing, and then they're selling it to people that can buy it for ninety nine dollars, and it's yeah. like, you you never did it, no capability, you no know, capability. All. Yeah, it's it's one of the things. Some people kind of realize it, and some people don't, but. You know, for people who are watching this, get mentors who actually done the thing and have the capabilities. Like my mentor that I paid ten grand to to show me how to do marketing for speaking actually was making millions of dollars in that thing. Or I can go to Stanford and take a business class for still expensive, right? Mm-hmm. But the guys who are teaching it never ran a business, never did actual things. Like at the end of the day, there's 20% of the work that give you 80% of the results. And I know that, so I'm looking for that. The less, the, the more you know, the, larger, the, the less you have to work. Mm-hmm. The less you know, the harder you have to work. It's kind of a balance. Until you know, just work hard and try to figure out what are those small distinctions that I need to put me ahead so I could take it to the next level mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I think too many people, are like, they, I mean, it's, it's, it's not unknown information that every top person has coaches and mentors man you know what i mean like yeah. and and that's something i had to struggle with for a while when i first got into this i'm like oh, i don't need to pay a coach i, don't, I know what i'm doing i'm not gonna pay a coach yeah. oh, i don't like any coach and then i'm like dude i need a coach if, yeah. if professional athletes need coaches if you need to just and they have coaches and everything fitness, fitness everything. ball handling freaking scale mindset there's not one coach for all of them no yeah and that's the thing is like for me like i'm looking at right now like hiring i have a i have a business slash real estate coach and now i'm looking for a life coach like where i'm like okay how can i get better in life yeah and if my life's doing good then you know my my business is gonna go we always talk about like the three circles like you have your circle with life your personal life business life and your health if all three are working right but if one's jacked up, it's gonna affect, affect the other, the other ones. one. You can tell. I mean, you can tell when someone's life is messed up. If it's messed up in their personal life, you can see it in their business life. If yeah. their business life's going down, trust me, they're taking that home. Yeah. You know, you have to work it all. They're all three main working pieces. And there's really that's facts. Those three circles. There's relationships. There's health, and then there's business. How you're making money, and when they're all congruent and working at a top level. Life is so much easier. Don't mind us. We're just doing a podcast out here. <laughs> hey, life is so much easier. You know what yeah. I mean? And you have your health so you can do it longer. You have your business. You're making money. You can take care of your family. Relationships are going good. 
it's the foundation to grow exponentially, mm-hmm. just period. Are you at a point right now, Roy, where you're just pushing so hard where maybe you're pushing, obviously your health is and your fitness is always in because that's mm-hmm. kind of reverts kind of back to your business. Like yeah. I know, but are like, are you kind of like, those are the two things you're mainly focusing on right now to uh-huh. really push for the next few years? So this is going to sound a little crazy, but I've literally hit all my life goals except the money goal. Mm-hmm. And the money goal is going to take me 25, 30 years. Yeah. So I've actually been pushing and focusing on the business of things and just bringing in clients, bringing in leads and the, the business aspect and the other stuff I've been doing so long, it's on autopilot. You know, I work out every day. I know what to eat. The health stuff's good. Um, the relationships and all that is good with my family. You know, the girlfriend thing to me, I feel like that comes after the business thing is taken mm-hmm. care of. But I just been focused on getting my business right, knowing mm-hmm. exactly where my leads come from, um, like that little the thing I was telling you about uh, mm-hmm. how I was getting my leads lately, I then that's gonna take me there a lot quicker. But I just been really focused on business. What about you? So for me, like I feel like business, business when business is going well, my personal life goes better. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know I have more money to go do things. Like I'm going to Boston next week yeah. or in two weeks for a week. Uh, I've never been to Boston. I just got to go to Washington. I donated a lot of money to a charity, which was always feels great. You know, I always say I probably would think that for me, like it's all about business right now. Yeah. And I really am really, really need to get back on focusing on fitness yeah. just because it's just going to get out of control. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I, I work out and I eat right for the mm-hmm. most part, but it's not that level, you mm-hmm. know, and it just it just comes down to lack of discipline. You yeah. know, I'm not getting up early enough. Like, you know, a lot of people think I don't have an alarm. I don't, I just wake up whenever I wake up. I don't, and I need to get back to that 6 a.m. wake up and, Mm -hmm. you know, and I am just struggling with that right now Mm -hmm. just because it's not, you know, not my main focus right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like get up and go run or sleep. I'm going to sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, and then now that I have all these staff members, it's like, okay, like I am guilty to them now. Like if I don't push business, then I have to fire all of them. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to, I want to help these people because you know, that's something that gay, like our, our job, like, and I'm going to be posting a video this week about it. It's like, I know that like I bring in a lot of money for a lot of people. So yeah. if I stop, they all lose money. Yeah. And I, and I just can't, I just can't live with that, man. I have to keep pushing harder yeah. and harder and harder, you know? So I, I business right now is where it's at. I don't know if you're like that, like me in this aspect, but I'm more motivated by helping others and making sure they're straight than myself. You know, it's interesting, like, for me, like, and we talk about this, like, I don't own anything fancy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I spend a lot of money. When people li- laugh at how much money I spend on business, I spend a lot of money. And I spend a lot of money on donating stuff. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, for me, like, I don't buy anything nice. Yeah. I drive a cargo van. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And a scooter. It's still a Benz. Right? But it's still a Benz. But, <laughs> but, like, for me, like, I don't get, I don't get joy from items. Yeah. Like, you know? Like having Brant on staff, like he's mm-hmm. you know More this, he's a delinquent, but he's awesome, and he's I, awesome. you know, and I just hired an assistant today, which mm-hmm. I'm pumped about, and we're starting a media company now, so that's cool. But like that makes me that gives me more joy than buying stuff. Yeah. So for me, like I don't I don't need items to be happy. And watching you about that has really been motivating me too, because I was wired growing up to like ball out, like yeah. show what you're doing. Um, when I first got those big NBA clients, went and got an expensive car, all of that stuff. And right now I'm in that place where focusing on business, mm-hmm. I'm trying to grow out of that a lot more. Like we were just talking about how 
I went to Vegas for summer league to talk to athletes and agents. Ended up at the club at a table of 1942, and yeah. you're like, hey, I know how much that costs. What you doing over there? Yeah. But I was a groupie. I didn't pay for it. But <laughs> um, um, when we were at summer league, I saw the owner of the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And he's sitting courtside, and I saw him walk in, and Robel, shout out, um, was like, yo, that's the owner for Memphis Grizzlies. And we're walking. And I saw one of the athletes I know, Michael Bathia, and we stopped him, shook his hand, and then he got crowded by all these kids who wanted an autograph. And here comes the Memphis Grizzlies owner who's worth $7.9 billion. Just walked through. Mm-hmm. Nobody noticed him. Goes and sit down. And I actually posted on my story, like, $100 to who anybody could tell me who this guy is. Killing everybody there. He dresses like you, like a little T-shirt. His yeah. girl was beautiful. Oh, of course. He has <laughs> And he's just, like, chilling, like, so how do you want to live? You want that fame and a little bit of money, or you want nobody to know you and be, well, man, $7.9 billion. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if I want to people not to know who I am. I, I do like that. It's yeah. like a lot of people ask me why I stay in Riverside to do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go to the beach and make way more money, but, like, it's cool for me. I, I do enjoy yeah. walking down the street and people knowing who I am. Yeah. And like, I do, too. Or, like, or Brant, like, my boy, like, he was at a wedding this weekend, and mm-hmm. someone, a realtor, was like, dude, you're you're Brant. You work for Adam. I see you on his Instagram story. I follow him, right? Yeah. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, that's yeah. cool. Like yeah, that is cool. That's but, cool, yeah. man. It, it, and it's, like, I think... And probably even for you now, like, because you're, you're way bigger than I am, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you don't even realize that people are watching you, yeah. you know? And then you run into them, and you're like, oh, man. You get like, the gas station, like, hey, are you on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap. Man. And then it's like, it's funny because we're putting out content. Mm-hmm. And then people, like, ran, like, I got a random DM the other day on Facebook. They're like, hey, um, like, can you ask this cancerous question? Like, thank you so much for posting all this positive content. I've been really watching you. This is what I'm going through. And you're like... Wow, like yeah, I only might, I might not get a million likes a post, but yeah. it's like people are watching, watching. it. Yeah. So it's like almost you get to the point where it's like I've been given this gift of yeah. uh, being confident and whatever and being positive. It's like why why not show it? Share you know what it, I mean? Yeah. Like even like this thing, like this isn't easy to put together. You not know what I mean? All. But it's like if one person watches it and maybe takes the a tip from you or the five yeah. people five circles or the yeah. circle something that that helps someone like. And then they call you in, like, five years when they're balling out. Yeah. And they're like, dude, because of that podcast you did, like, it's all that matters. Like, um, I posted on Facebook the other day because people always got something to say about something I put. And I said, you know, if you really care about that, then go build your own platform mm-hmm. and share your knowledge on your platform. Because my platform is hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm going to say what I want to say. I built my platform over years. But going back to that perfectionism Instead of trying to do it for the world and on a scale, do it for that one person. Yeah, one person. You know, I had, I had someone hit me up and was like, hey, I just want you to know that um, uh, so-and-so, my friend, was going to kill himself and saw a video that you posted. And that video postponed him doing it a day. Like, it didn't cure him, but it mm-hmm. postponed him doing it one day. And then that next day... We ended up hanging out with him, which postponed it one more day. Mm-hmm. And then I think like three days later, he got hired on to the fire department. And he always wanted to be a fireman and he has something on his record. And so he can never get a job. And through the grace of God, he got that job and pulled him out of that depression immediately. Because mm-hmm. now he's repurposed. He's doing what he loves. Mm-hmm. And to this day, 
you know, he's never actually came out and told me, but the, a friend of his has told me, it's like, you never know who's watching. You never know who you're really affecting. And so at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about the other person that could be watching that you could be helping. And it's selfish not to create what you really want to create in your dreams because you're messing up the world. Like literally you're not, you're messing up the flow of the world, but not doing what, what is put inside you to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's egotistical or whatever to be pushing out so much video content, but it's like, you know what, like I'm going to share my life and I'm going to share it in a positive way and I'm going to share people and I'm going to show what's possible, you know? And if, and if, and it's so much easier, you know, to like or comment on a video like that Disney video of people fighting, right? Yeah. But like, it 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 takes a lot more work to put out quality, positive content yeah. because it's not the it's not the the thing that people like. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not it's not the flashy stuff that's going to get you a lot of followers. You yeah. got to do it because you want to do it. Exactly. And then you do it because it makes you feel good. And then you do it because of one message. Yeah. It's it's like a, Roy was cop. I just joined the country club, and Roy was talking about how he sucks at golf. The thing that Roy don't know about golf, it takes one good shot to bring <laughs> you back. Just like posting out a lot of positive content, it takes that one person to go thank you. Yeah. And then for you to be like, okay, I'm gonna okay, do it again. I'm gonna do going. it again. Yeah. All right, I'm back in it. I'm back in it because yeah. even sometimes for me, I'm like, man, it'd be so much easier to be negative. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? It really It'd be is. so much easier just to be like, you know, just screw all this. I'm done. Because our, our brains are wired for negativity. I did a story about this the other day. Our brains are wired for survival, and the survival stuff is just the negative stuff, just period. Like, it literally, you have to rewire your brain for the positive aspects. And your brain is showing you that negative stuff just because it doesn't want to have to go through it. It doesn't It, it doesn't want, and we are talking about this with Brent, is it, it doesn't want to to go through that negative stuff it doesn't want to go through being uncomfortable it wants comfort mm-hmm. but i'm just wired to where i'll go a week or two and things are going comfortable i'm like yo what is going on i need yeah. to get bruh let's hit this gym let's do this if things are too comfortable something's not right i'm not i don't feel like i'm growing unless things are uncomfortable you know i just get bored real easy like <laughs> seriously i get so bored so quickly that it's like okay what's the next thing we're gonna go do what's the next thing we're gonna do like uh i was up in washington right and like the first few days i was there no one was there and i was sitting on a hammock i'm like i am so bored (laughs) i am so like everyone's like oh my god you You look like you enjoyed your time oh you got to relax i'm like i am so bored right now i just want to go home and go to work and go to the office and be around and i mean i think a lot of people think that it's like 24 7 grind mode that you have to be in 24 7 grind mode there's a lot of times that we slack off yeah (laughs) there's a lot of times we're just messing around talking but I think it's, you know, it's the mindset of always being on and always looking for an opportunist, mm-hmm. you know, opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, when people ask me questions, I said, I'm just an opportunist. I see an opportunity, I take it in you all know, aspects of life. My friends just think I was a hater and I'm be like, I don't want to travel unless I'm going to get paid to speak there. <laughs> oh, why do you want to travel? Oh, everybody wants to travel. Like, it's cool to travel now and post it, but it's like, that's not moving me towards my goals. I don't want to freaking travel. Like, I went to Malaysia to speak. I went in, I spoke, I flew out the next day. Everybody everybody I tell, they're like, well, what'd you do out there? Spoke, then yes. my business came back. <laughs> well, you're in Malaysia. You didn't, like, look around? No. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't want to go to freaking... The only place I really want to go is Egypt. I just want to see those fr- pyramids because yeah. I'm so interested in them. But it's like... I would love to be able to go inside of them. I have uh, my boy Nick Halik slept in one. What? He got the government to let him sleep in one. Because he believes it's a, well, we're going to get a little geeky. Yeah. He believes it was a, um, 
the Ark of the Covenant was a capacitor, like some kind of electronic thing. Mm-hmm. And the fo- the shape of the pyramid brought uh, energy into it, and it would save energy. And so he slept in there one day, thinking he was going to get energy. And who knows? The dude's a beast. He speaks everywhere. He's like you. He's full of energy. So who knows if it works or not. But but. It's funny. We were talking about that at the coffee shop. I'm like, I don't even feel like I have that much energy. And then people are like, dude, you're pretty <laughs> intense. Like, especially the first time I meet someone, they're always like, you know, I wasn't really that sure about you. I didn't really like you at first. And then you kind of like grew on me. <laughs> even Hud said that. I seen him yesterday. He's like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got to get with Adam. He's like, yo, that dude right there, he's got tons of energy. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. That means it's time to eat. <laughs> but, Roy, um, Roy's on an 18-hour fast right now. <laughs> it's, I'm going into, yeah, about 18 hours right now. That's the crazy things we do. So, Roy, let's finish this off, man. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, obviously, it took you a long time to get to the point you're at. Yeah. And you're doing something that, you know, um, that if you told your high school school teacher, yo, I'm going to be a mental coach for NBA athletes and, perf- and I'm going to write books and I'm going to be a speaker and I'm going to be a mm-hmm. life coach, they would have been like, okay. Yeah. What advice could you give someone that maybe doesn't even have a crazy dream like that? Maybe yeah. someone just uh, wants to open their own nail shop or, yeah. or, or start their own little business or start a media yeah. company or something. What, what's something you can give them to be like, okay, this is what really helped me chase a dream that really a lot of people don't know, like whatever I even thought, think is a dream. So I hate this question. And <laughs> the reason why I hate it is because the answer is so simple. And until you just don't get it until you just do it, you just got to go to fucking work. Mm-hmm. You just got to go to work. Like you just got to start doing stuff. Like when I wrote my first book, I didn't, wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was just like, all right, I want to write a book about success but i need to make six figures first because that's what i thought success Mm -hmm. was until i realized you could be six figures in la and be broke yeah so then i was like boom i hit six figures and i was like all right now i can write this book wrote the book and it was through writing the book even though i didn't know exactly what i want to do where i kind of got pushed into what i really wanted to do where uh nba trainer got the book and said does this really work yeah it really works come talk to my athlete Go work with them. Athlete has a $75 million contract, friend of mine to this day. And now I kind of piggyback off of his name by saying I worked with him. And then it was like, yo, this is what I, what I really want to do. I want to work with athletes and help them overcome their mental blocks so that they can ball out. And there's plenty of athletes that you'll see in the NBA that came up that maybe nobody thought was going to be great dozens of them that I just talked to and helped work with. Uh, one of them was mic'd up this summer league, and he was just balling out, and everybody's like, man, I didn't know he could play like this. And I remember talking to him last uh, summer before summer league, and he was about to throw up, like, scared. And I was like, yeah, bro, threat inoculation. Explain to him about the stress and what he needed to do. And um, you just need to start working towards a general area which you love, and then through grace you'll find your way you'll go you know what i really like this more than that i like this more than that and i love launching the books i love writing books so i'm gonna focus more on this and now like i said complexity is just simplicity multiplied my it's three businesses for me right now it's my coaching group it's coaching athletes and it's speaking just three things and i just want to dive in and master only those three things 
which is hard to do because with our brains, mm-hmm. we're like, do this idea and that But the idea. cool thing about that, I don't think a lot of people realize, but all mm-hmm. three of those things feed off each other. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's the one thing that people will go, why'd you start a media company? The media company feels a, mm-hmm. like helps the coaching. Yeah. And the coaching then helps the real estate. Mm-hmm. And real speaking helps the real estate. It, my main goal is real estate. That's where I make most mm-hmm. of my money. But everything I'm doing pushes towards Almost the real towards estate. It. it might be different. It might be a break from real estate. Mm-hmm. But it pushes back to real e- estate. Everybody needs to have a media company. Yeah. I learned that probably like six months ago. Every last company should be a media company as well. Pushing content like this, podcasts, socials, whatever it is. People need to know what you do. And since attention spans are so short, they might see it and go, huh, and keep going. You need to constantly be in their face every day, over and over. So then when they do, like, man, I need a mental coach. Oh, Roy. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I, ah, I need to sell or buy my home. Oh, Adam. Mm-hmm. You need to constantly be in their face. And I think that's a lot of people make mistake on social is, mm-hmm. like, they'll post hard for one week, and then they disappear for three days. And then yeah. they post hard for two days, and then they disappear for a month. And it's like, you have to just do it every day. Yeah. It's literally just, everything just goes back. I tell everyone, it's just go back to like working out. Everyone yeah. understands working out. You work out every day and you write, you'll get in better you shape. Get the so, results. man, thanks, Roy. Yeah, it, was man. A little, it was a little janky this time. We, was, we threw it together at the last second, but yeah, I'm happy but we had it. The content was fire, though. Exactly, man. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on here, man. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it sucks that thank you for more people cannot understand the conversations we have on a daily yeah. basis that are so like, mind-breaking for me where I'm like yeah. dude we should have had that on tape yeah. you know what I mean and and so the best thing for anyone to get closer to Roy follow him on Instagram Roy yep. Reed he, mm-hmm. send him a DM he'll get back to you that's the best way to get a hold of him and just watch his content like, I learned so too. much mm-hmm. I learned so much from this guy over the years and we just feed off each other and it just goes back to the top five surround yourself with five good people that you consume every single day yeah. and your life will change so facts man thank you for having yeah, course, me I man. appreciate it man Awesome, dude. Let's do this. All day. Thanks, man. Let me know you guys. Peace.